Hello, beautiful people. That's me. Welcome to Wisdom <laughs> Welcome to Wisdom Bites. Oh, you just My say name. hello, Father Craig. <laughs> no, I want to listen. I want to say hi to the people okay. who are watching. You, you are beautiful people as well. Look how beautiful yes. these people are here. Yeah, yeah, you, Father Craig. You are looking sharp today. In, in, hey, is that a new shirt? Don't cut yourself. Oh, you're oh. bleeding. Oh, new shirt. <laughs> no, no. Is it a new beard? No. Oh. Sort of. I guess it grew a little bit this morning. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably cool. right now that's, too. That's it's growing it as we speak. Wow, that's incredible. Welcome to Father Craig Fridays. My name is David Jarzinka. And today, oh, welcome to Wisdom Bites. Today is Father Craig Friday. And my name is David. And this is Father Craig. I am. This is, this is, I'm Father Craig. Yeah. This is my favorite intro of all time. I did. This is, we nailed this. All right. Yes. We're so good at this. Yep. 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 Yeah. Way to start your Friday off with some awkward. (laughs) (laughs) No. Oh. Awkward or just jubilant? Do you want to hear like a, a real awkward thing though? Oh, I'm not sure if I'm I've ready got, for really got dad jokes. Yes. Okay. You ready for this? Okay. What did the grape do when it was stepped on? I give up. I lit up, let out a little bit, a little wine. Ah. <laughs> okay. Um, what does Batman like in his drinks? Justice. Just ice. Just ice. Ah, ah very close. So close. You were very close. Okay. Last oh, one. Last okay, one. Ready? Okay. What is the best day to eat bacon? Uh, Every day in the Easter octave. A Friday. Hey, hey. Ah, except yeah. um, during Lent. Except during Lent. Yeah. yeah. And today's Friday though, not during Lent. So you can have some bacon. Yeah. Yeah. Have some bacon. Well, yeah. And it's during the Easter octave. It's true. Yep. Yeah. So happy Easter, everybody. That's right. He is risen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woohoo. Feels a little weird saying that we're recording this during <laughs> Lent still. Yeah. Okay. Oops. I know. But- Alas, we're pretending. We're alas speaking to people in the future. Um, <laughs> that's a weird thing to think about. I know. Um, okay. Alrighty. Um, today is April 9th. All right. And today we've got two very good questions from our audience um, about forgiveness. So we're just going to jump straight into it. Let's do it. Uh, Father Craig, I've heard two different versions of God's forgiveness. Mm. Okay. In confession, God forgives my sin, then forgets them as though they've never been committed, but he forgives, but we still have to go to purgatory for those sins. Why? So it sounds like there's some confusion on, okay. Like what happens when we go to confession and God yeah, forgives our sins? That's, that's like, really good. So, um, it, it, it would not be, um, technically correct to say that God forgets your sins after they're forgiven. Um, God is omniscient. It means he knows all things. And so it's literally impossible for him to forget what's happened. That's okay. Pretty good. Yeah. And, but what we do is we use language to communicate truths in often creative ways. And so what we're trying to say often when we say that God forgets it, it's, it's, so it's never been, uh, what we really mean is there's there's an absoluteness to God's forgiveness. Like uh, you are forgiven at that point. Okay. You know, and that like that you really are forgiven of your sins. And um, uh, I think the best way to sort of think about this is the divine life within us. Okay. So um, when we go all the way back to Genesis, um, when God uh, takes the the dirt and makes clay and takes the clay and he makes it into man and and breathes uh, life into man, the life that the scriptures talk about in I think it's in Hebrew is ruah, right? The 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 divine life, and in Greek the um, you know Septuagint uh, talks about zoe, right? The Greek word for this divine life. Um, and so there's this divine life that's breathed into man. 
and uh, he has not just uh, physical life, mm-hmm. yes, but now he has uh, the, 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 the divine life of God, right? There's a, a share in that, uh, a portion of God's life given to them, so to speak. Uh, it's, it's still using language in a way to communicate a truth that words don't quite describe, right? Um, but what happens when sin, uh, grave sin takes place, so the original sin, is that life leaves man. If you eat of this tree of the knowledge of good and evil, right, uh, you will surely die. And the death, death it's talking about is that Zoe, that Ruah, the divine life leaving mankind. Now man is without it, right? Okay. Um, and so uh, what Jesus does is he comes um, and he recreates man. He breathes that divine life um, into mankind once more. He redeems man. And that life is given to us. And, and the way that we receive that is through faith and baptism. Um, and uh, so once that happens, we have the divine life within us once more. Okay, um, and it's that life within us that means we have life at all that we we can live for eternity. And so, in baptism, original sin is forgiven, meaning um, that that original that divine life that was lost is given back to us. And actual sin, any things that you've personally committed in, in, in sin, is given and forgiven as well. Now you have the divine life within you. And um, it's this divine life within you that is bringing, is perfecting you, that's sanctifying you. And we cooperate with that, with our human freedom, um, in order then to um, uh, to be sanctified, right? To become holy. And this is the, the way of charity, the, the, the road of charity, um, the law of, of love, right? And it's by then cooperating with that that um, we've, we've been justified through faith in Jesus Christ. We've received the divine life into us, and now we're in this process of sanctification that results in then salvation, right? Um, uh, eventually, the beatific vision and the resurrection of the body from the dead, right? Um, that, that it bears that out in us. And so when we commit grave sin after baptism, um, uh, knowingly and, and, and willingly, uh, we call that a mortal sin. Um, that divine life is left from us again um, mm-hmm. by our own choice. We, we've, we've, by our own actions, chosen um, to reject the divine life within us, and, and it leaves us. Um, because God respects human freedom. Um, and so what happens in confession then is um, you're given that divine life back, Right. Um, when, when you're forgiven for your sins in that confessional, God really forgives you and that divine life is given to you once more. That grace, right, it enters into you. God's life in you um, is now within the human person and it's now at work again, transforming us and sanctifying us. Um, and so that is an absolute sort of thing. And so we might say God forgets our sins and, 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 and the rest. And, and what it really, we're really trying to say with something like a phrase like that is, is um, not that God literally forgets things, but that, that's, that, that the, the, the death, the loss of that divine life is behind you. Hmm. Yeah. And that you have that divine life. God gives it to you. Now, what are we talking about with like um, purgatory? You know, and, and, and the rest, we're talking about what's often called, um, you might call them the effects of sin in us, um, or a temporal punishment for sins is another way we talk about this. And this means that the effect of that sin, um, that the loss of that divine life, which is often, you know, that darkening of the intellect, the weakening of the will, the disordering of the passions, um, you know, all those things come into the person and receiving that divine life back into us doesn't automatically snap your fingers, sort of fix it, yeah? Um, those things still have to be um, brought back into proper order to, to have sort of a healing, right, mm-hmm. that takes place. And um, that happens either through our penance uh, and, um, you know, doing works of, and, of penance, yes, um, 
or through uh, indulgences where the grace, uh, the abundant grace and, and good um, is applied to us through the means of the church and how she chooses to dispense that. Um, uh, or uh, and brings us to perfection with those those effects that temporal punishment for sin is, is completed in this life and that the, the disordering of that in us is brought to perfection because of the divine life now within us um, in this life or in the life to come in purgatory right um, where where then those effects would be uh, if there's any attachment to sin um, or especially venial sin um, if there's any attachment there that those things are worked out by the love of God and, and perfected. And so you have the divine life and it's a work within you and it's going to bring that to perfection, but that perfection doesn't just automatically happen in confession. So the analogy I have for this that may be helpful to understand is, uh, let's say you're in a car wreck and it's okay. very serious and you, you are dying and they bring you into the hospital um, and they save your life, right? Um, you now are not in danger of death. They stabilize you. They get you patched up. After this, what still has to happen? You still have to rehab. And that's right. You still have to go through rehab. You still have to heal up. You still have all those things that are still effects of the, of the possible loss of your life in that situation that have to now continue to be worked out and repaired. And so um, that still has to happen. And then the idea is that we go to the confessional and where lives are, we're dying, our lives are bleeding out and our lives are stabilized and saved and we now have life. But we now have to go continue to go through that rehab and to, to bring about the, the completion of that healing and that work. So you have life. But also now the effects of, of that danger, endangerment of life still have to be brought about uh, and be brought to perfection, right? To bring to fullness of health. Gotcha. Yeah. I like your example a lot better because the one that I was thinking of was <laughs> one that I was told as a child is uh-huh. that like, um, if you're pouring milk for your cereal mm-hmm. and you spill the milk all over the floor mm. and you go to your parents and say, mom, 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 I'm so sorry. I spilled the milk mm-hmm. all over the place. Like, yeah. Your mom can tell you, oh yeah, honey, it's okay. I forgive you. Like mm-hmm. your sins are forgiven. Like the mm-hmm. accident is forgiven, but the milk is still there and it still needs to be cleaned up. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay. Just probably much more, uh, I think that your example captures the gravity of sin a little <laughs> yeah, bit better. <laughs> yeah, there, the, sin is serious. It's, we want to take sin seriously, yeah. you know, and uh, we don't want to tolerate even the smallest of sins in our lives um, with an understanding of not falling into scrupulosity and following the law of gradualism, um, mm-hmm. you know, of, of that certain patience improvement along the way. Yeah. Uh, but it is an embracing of cooperating with the life of grace and, and moving with, with the movements of the spirit of God's life within us, but also doing the works of, of, of mercy um, of offering penance and sacrifice. And it's those things that uh, we do as um, really in contrition for our sins and, and sort of reparation even um, that transforms us, that, that doing those things actually reorders us. Um, this is, a, you know, also virtue. When you mm-hmm. think about how do you become virtuous by doing virtuous things and yeah. it builds the habit, right, of it. And it, it actually begins to change your passions, you know, and the disordering that's within us, it begins to reorder us in the proper way when we do the right things in the right way. Um, yeah. For the right reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. Good. It's, um, yeah, kind of along, along these lines, it's more like practical examples of these. It's like if, um, you commit a sin one time, like you may be more inclined to commit that sin again. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a really easy example would be like drug addiction, right? Is it like, okay, sure. if, you've, if you've done a drug one time, like even there may be less fear about doing it again. There may mm-hmm. be like, okay, I know exactly how mm-hmm. like ease of access, whatever. Um, and there's like a chemical like draw towards it. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, that, yeah, you can go to confession and receive absolution. Um, and so like having 
like full intent to never, uh, to never use drugs again, like there's still going to be maybe like a draw towards that drug. Yeah. But like, um, the effects of the drug use are still there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And you, you have to live sobriety for a while before your body and your mind readjust, um, yeah. and develop the habit again of not doing drugs. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's, so, that's a good idea. That's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. So even though God has forgiven you, mm-hmm. um, there may be still temporal effects of it. Yeah, and we call it temporal punishments because, um, of course, the effects of sin in us, um, they kind of suck, right? That's kind of the point of sin. It's like, you know, putting sugar in your gas tank, right? You know, it's not going to run the way it's supposed to, and so there's some serious effects due to it. Mm -hmm. And so the eternal consequence is forgiven in confession, um, and yet the temporal effects still have yet to be um, sort of uh, fully worked out and and reordered, repaired. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's pretty good. I think that, uh, I can't think of where else to go with this. This is, did, did we need to well talk summarized. more about purgatory? I guess that's oh, kind of the, the question sure. there, right? We can do that. I, th- I think the thing I always want to clarify with purgatory, it's not like heaven, purgatory, or hell are the three options. Like ultimately the options are heaven or hell. Excuse me, I did this earlier. So hell or heaven, right? Um, and purgatory is like a process or a step or a stage on the way to heaven. So if you're judged for heaven and these temporal punishments or these effects of sin, if you have the divine life within you, but these effects of sin still remain and haven't been fully worked out in this life, they have to be worked out in the life to come. And so that mm-hmm. process of purgation, of removing anything that, um, you know, is not of God, right? Affections and, and, and disordered desires and these sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Those things have to be purified so that we are able to enter fully into the beatific vision um, of, of being you know face to face with god and ultimately then the resurrection of the body and um you know um, new heaven and new earth all those good things um but purgatory is not like an option of, like amongst them it's like purgatory would be the process on the way to heaven if you're not yet per- made perfect in this life through right. through god's grace yeah and your cooperation with that grace and good works and I don't want to confuse anyone. So I was thinking about St. Teresa of Avila Mm -hmm. and the purgative way. Mm -hmm. Should we go into that a little bit or should leave that for another time? Um, I tell you what, I want to talk about a different saint. Let's talk about St. Catherine of Genoa. I don't know anything about her. Well, I don't know a lot about her either other than I read her works on purgatory. Okay. And uh, one of the ways that she sort of describes um, the suffering of purgatory is very fascinating to me. Okay. Um, and I'll, I'll sort of paraphrase it. But the idea is that the suffering of purgatory is one of love, you know. So let's say you love your wife very much, Abby, right? And let's say you have to be away from her for an entire year. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's like, got married. I know. It's like st- stabbing through the heart, right? Yeah. But imagine um, the pain of being away from her. And yet, um, as you're beginning to look forward to seeing her again and the day gets closer and closer, the anticipation mm. and the love for her grows and, and you're like wanting to be with her. And the closer you get to that moment, the more the agony and the suffering is. And yet that suffering is incredibly intense, but you're not yet with her. And you're like really frustrated because you still have to get on a plane and you're still not there and you still have to wait and I have to wait another day. And then finally you're with her. Right. And that's the joy of it. And purgatory is like that. It's like, I want to be with the one I love. And yet something's in the way of that. And so there's this longing for God and this agony, even mm. and the suffering, because you know, what's coming and you know, you're going to be able to be with the one you love. And then it's finally here and you're in heaven. Right. And that's kind of what the suffering of purgatory is like. Wow. I yeah. love that. Yeah. That's so good. So it's not an arbitrary punishment. You have to hurt because you did a sin. It's like, it's, it's an agony of knowing that sin separates us from the one we love. Mm-hmm. And, um, until those things are worked out, 
right? Yeah. Um, by God's love and that purifying power of that love and the, even that agony, um, you know, it's, it's, there is a suffering involved because you're not yet one with the one you want to be one with. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know if that looks good on the camera. I <laughs> this way. She's going this way. Yeah, That's I okay. Well, I know. I'm not good with the camera. But. Our audio listeners yeah. will completely understand. Yeah. Yep. Good. Good. <laughs> well, cool. That was fun. Um, thanks, Father Craig, for yeah, clarifying that. Um, yeah. If you have questions that you would like for us to discuss, uh, please send them in to podcast at txstatecatholic.org. Um, and be sure to follow us on Instagram at O-L-O-W-T-X-State. Um, yeah, we've got all sorts of good content there to keep you up to date with all the happenings here at Our Lady of Wisdom. I think that's all we have for today. Great. Our Lady of Wisdom. Pray for us.